Welcome back to the Hawkin' Loogies podcast, coming to you live after an Iowa victory over Penn State, 41-21. to Davion Nixon, let me just say this, Davion Nixon, I, I mean, regardless, uh, you know, take away that play. Right? I think every great... Uh, Iowa defensive player has had a signature play. That's probably his. That's going to be the one that you see on the highlight films on NFL draft night when he's getting taken, you know, in the first or second round. Okay. Or maybe the third round. I don't know. I don't know what he's projected as right now. But I will tell you that from day one, from game one, he has been the most consistent player for the Hawkeyes. Just makes plays. He gets in the backfield. He's disruptive. He gets tackles for loss. I mean, for, forget, uh, you know, I mean, Adrian Claiborne had the blocked field goal return for a touchdown. Davion Nixon has the, the, the pick six, the pick sixin, the 300-pounder juking out Sean Clifford on his way to the end zone. I mean, just an incredible play. And, and, and really, I think was symbolic of, of sort of, how this game went. Um, Iowa in the first half, as we look at the, uh, the, the scoring by quarter here, Iowa had three points in the first quarter, 21 in the second, right? So they're down seven to three. Tyler Goodson runs it in from 10 yards out. Then you have back-to-back Makai Sargent, one yard touchdown runs. Just a, a very dominating. I mean, anytime you're getting back to back one yard touchdown runs, pretty good sign that you're running the football pretty well. And Iowa did today. They had 46 attempts for 175 yards and four touchdowns, 3.8 yards a carry. Makai Sargent, best game of the season by far. 15 carries, 101 yards, 6.7 yards a carry. Tyler Goodson had a great game as well, 20 for 78 and a touchdown. Ivory Kelly Martin got in on the action, three carries, 13 yards. Spencer Petrus had negative yards rushing, but he had a, hand, uh, a couple of three to four to five-yard quarterback sneaks, which is really just a, a Tyler Linderbaum. Uh, that, that's just a Tyler Linderbaum special right there, uh, those quarterback sneaks. And... I really think that the 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 Hawkeyes offensive line was dominant. Um, quarterback play still sort of what we've come to expect. Shaky, eighteen for twenty eight from Spencer, one hundred and eighty six yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Nico Regani was your leading receiver, four catches for forty six yards. Sam Laporta, three catches for thirty two. Brandon Smith had three for twenty seven, all early. Um, they're, they're not getting the ball down the field. They missed on a couple. There was that one long bomb, uh, to, uh, to Amir Smith-Marset that was just out of reach. Uh, Laporta had one that was just out of reach on that initial drive down the field. But you gotta be happy. I mean, you gotta be happy with any time, any time you can put 41 points on Penn State and win and cause and, and force them to have four turnovers to your one as we look at the team stats here. Iowa first downs. I tweeted 
Follow me on Twitter at Hawken Podcast, H A W K I N. Uh, I, I tweeted there was a point in the fourth quarter, and this was even after the two long touchdowns, the two one play touchdowns that Sean Clifford had. Uh, Iowa was w- winning the first down battle like 22 to 11 in the fourth quarter. That was the story of the game. And then all of a sudden, they, they get a couple quick scores. They get the two-point conversion. Now the game is a little bit in doubt. And you're wondering, uh-oh, you know, are, are they going to be able to, you know, is this going to be a three and out followed by another quick touchdown and then a three and out followed by a, a field goal and now we have a tied game? Um, that wasn't the case. And, and like I said in the beginning, Davion Nixon, his interception return – kind of encapsulated the entire game. The defense just bailed Iowa out. Iowa had 361 yards of total offense, which is not terrible. Uh, that's a productive, that's, that's a good day in the Big Ten, 361 yards. Um, but passing-wise, they were relatively, uh, you know, spe- here's the thing. Spencer had a good first half. And then as soon as the tide turned a little bit and the momentum was on Penn State side, you kind of felt him start to press a little bit. He was missing throws. His footwork got a, you know, a little fucked up. And, and then you, you start to get that uh-oh feeling as an Iowa fan of like, uh-oh, we're, we're not th- – this is not a, a Aaron Rodgers back here. This is not a guy who you can trust – in that kind of situation to right the ship, you know, that, that's sort of the, the a telltale sign of new quarterbacks is that when things start going wrong, they really start going wrong. And it's hard to turn that around. Um, but the defense bailed them out. The defense has played phenomenal all year long. I mean, you look at, you look at these numbers and, and you know, it's not that they haven't given up plays. They have, I mean, they've, they've given up some plays here and there. They've allowed 24 points, 21 points, 7 points, 7 points, and 21 points. Purdue scored the most amount of points of any team against Iowa this season. And, and they've just been consistent. They've just been uh, terribly, terribly consistent. As Northwestern pulls off the upset here, 17-7 to over Wisconsin. What a great Big Ten score that is. Illinois with the 41-23 victory over over Nebraska. I believe they forced something crazy like, uh, yeah, five turnovers in that game. Meanwhile, my dumb ass in my preview was talking about how great Isaiah uh, Williams is going to be. And then uh, Brandon Peters comes back in as a quarterback and they run for 285 yards and and four touchdowns and just, just really trounce Nebraska. Illinois... Uh, next week we'll go head to head against Ohio State. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna get a similar result in that one. Then they'll play Iowa. You know, I, which I said I, I think I responded to somebody's tweet. You know, they're talking about will we ever connect on a long pass down the field? God, Iowa fans, we've been waiting for a long, you know, seventy-yard bomb to Amir Smith Marset or something like that. I said, just wait to the to the Illinois game. Just wait until then. That's when, that's when we'll get our, you know, interception return for a touchdown, our punt return for a touchdown, maybe a kickoff return for a touchdown, maybe a, 
Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll break out the Wildcat and Tyler Goodson will throw a touchdown. And then it's Illinois versus Northwestern. We'll talk about Northwestern in a second here. I just want to get back to Iowa. Um, it, it's really incredible the the resilience that this team has shown. And, and to give Kirk Ferentz his 100th victory, you, he looked a little teared up after the game talking to the uh, sideline reporter, uh, which is always, if you're a real, if you're an Iowa fan, if you've been living and dying with this team, that's that's a good, that, that that's a, uh, it's hard to watch that and not, not feel a little something, not feel a little something in your chest, you know. Uh, Kirk Ferentz, he's been, he's been a model of consistency. He's got his 100th win, and they do it in all three phases. They do it off, uh, defensively, offensively. They make enough plays. Uh, special teams, they make plays. They're consistent. And I, I'm, I'm really proud of this team. I'm proud to be an Iowa fan from the perspective of you know what? We were down 0-2. We had two losses, okay? And everyone was saying this is going to be Kirk Ferentz's last year. Fire Kirk, fire Brian, the whole thing. Spencer, bench him. We're going to – everyone was freaking out. They lost against Purdue and Northwestern. Everyone was freaking out. And Kirk has proceeded to blow out to, – to motivate his guys into blowing out the next three opponents. And these are not cupcake teams. I mean, these are, you know, this is Minnesota, Penn State. I mean, these are, you know, we're not talking about Middle Tennessee State. He's really been able to motivate his guys to play Iowa's brand of football, and it's fun to watch that kind of turnaround. I've been really proud. I'm proud to be an Iowa fan. Uh, you, you look at it from the other t- perspective with Penn State. Penn State started the season 0-2 as well, and guess what they did? They completely cratered, and now they're 0-5 for the first time in the history of Penn State football. So, Iowa picks up the win. They're 3-2. and two. Davion Nixon, great game. Chauncey Golston, great game. I thought the defense played tough the entire day. They were smacking Clovis or Revis or whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Penis. What is his name? Levis. Levi's. He was 13 for 16 for 106 yards, but he was getting walloped. I mean, they're doing quarterback sneak after quarterback sneak. Jack Kerner came up and gave him a fucking blow to the side of the head. I tweeted during the game, I, this dude's going to die. This guy's going to die by the end of the game. you got to get this guy out of here. They gave him a half. They gave Sean Clifford a half. Sean Clifford came in, came in, made a couple big plays, and then made a couple dumb plays, threw a couple picks. And the, the the story of Penn State all year long is that they just don't have a running back. They don't. They had two of their running backs opt out for the season. They just don't have a dynamic playmaker that they can trust. So that's why they're running quarterback sneak time and time and time again. You remember, and I forgot to mention this earlier, Davion Nixon on the Chauncey Golston interception was the guy to reach his hand up and bat that ball in a, in a very key moment of the game when Iowa needed to stop. I mean, this guy's special. I, I said in the beginning of the season, and I was wrong, I said 
This team doesn't seem like they have that big, that A.J. Epineza, that splash player on defense who's going to make a whole lot of plays. They do. They do. And it's Davion Nixon. He's the best player on this defense right now. He might be, and I, he might be the best. He might be the, he's, he's certainly in the running. He's in my running, at least, for defensive player of the year in the Big Ten. I don't know if that's an award. All first team Big Ten, something like that. He's got to be in the running. Tremendous game from Iowa. As we look ahead here, uh, you have next week at home against Nebraska, then Illinois, and then a matchup against uh, a, a Wisconsin team who who knows where they're going to be mentally after today. They lost to Northwestern. Northwestern, I mean, I looked at the... Third quarter play-by-play. I wasn't able to to watch this game on my phone, but I looked at the play-by-play, and the third quarter. If you go back, if you go look at the play-by-play of the third quarter, it's literally three and out, 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 three and out by either team. It was just a complete defensive slugfest, and Northwestern made enough plays to win. That's I mean they're they're copying the the Iowa formula so to speak except you know instead of instead of running the ball a million times they're passing the ball a million times i mean in this game Peyton Ramsey threw the ball 44 times they only ran the ball 23 and they only averaged a yard per run and and the reason for that is cuz i think they knew listen we're not going to be able to run the ball against this team so we might as well throw it. We might as well, you know, put Riley Lees out there and have him throw a pass and try to get just something, something, some big play. We just, they just needed some big play. And they got it on a handful of occasions. And, and that was enough to win. That was enough to beat Wisconsin at home in Evanston. And guess what? If you're Northwestern right now, you are the class of the Big Ten West. You're probably going to Indianapolis. You're probably, I mean, that I said uh, in my preview that this was the essentially Big Ten East and Big Ten West championship this week with Northwestern and Wisconsin and then Indiana and Ohio State. Uh, Indiana got down by a lot early, tried to come back. Ohio State is just a better team. Um, they're going to be the, the team that inevitably wins the Big Ten. But Northwestern now at 5-0, and number 19, they're, they're about to probably crack. I mean, they easily will crack the top 15. They're, they're probably going to crack the top 10 since Indiana lost and Wisconsin lost. Northwestern's probably going to crack the top 10. And... Are they a are are they a a, a team that's going to contend for the for the playoff? I mean, if they beat Ohio State, I guess. How funny would that be? How funny would a Northwestern Alabama team, uh, Northwestern Alabama, round one of the college football playoff be? Just watching Peyton Ramsey throw the ball fifty seven times against Nick Saban in Alabama. It's it's really it's it's a weird year, man. Northwestern had a down year last year, but they have they have come back strong. We have one more game in the Big Ten left to to kick off here. Michigan at Rutgers. Michigan's a seven and a half point favorite. I th- I'm I'm feeling Rutgers. 
I'm feeling Rutgers. They're both one and three. Just what a tremendous, what a tremendous uh, uh, weekend for college football. And and I will address the uh, so the Minnesota Penn State game. I just want to say real quick, complete complete hack job by the referees in that game. To completely cost Penn State the game. They throw the game winning touchdown. They have two of the best receivers in the Big Ten in Bell and uh, uh, fucking what's his name in Bell and Rondale Moore. Rondale Moore, by the way, 15 catches for 116 yards. Xander Horvath had a good game. Plummer had a good game, 367 yards passing. And they hit the tight end. They hit the they, they hit the tight end, Payne Durham, in the end zone on a corner route. They have two of the best receivers in the nation, and they go tight end corner route. And they hit it. And then they call a pass, a phantom pass interference, offensive pass interference on the tight ends. I mean, just what, like, it's uh, not even close to a pass interference. Very next play, throw an interception. They lose the game. And Minnesota escapes despite the fact that they were outclassed in this game. Uh, Penn, uh, Purdue had nearly 500 yards of total offense. They had 28 first downs to Minnesota's 20. Just a, a really unfortunate. If you're if you're a Purdue fan or you you're or a Purdue alum, you're you're really upset about this game. But we don't care about Purdue because we like Iowa. And uh a loss by Purdue puts Iowa in in a, in a pretty decent position here. Now Northwestern's probably going to win the Big Ten West unless they just have a complete late-season collapse. I don't really care. Like I said, I don't have any expectations going into this season. I I didn't have any expectations going into this season. And I'm happy with what's happened. You know, they got down early, 0-2. They've made a comeback. They've shown you what Iowa football is all about. I think Iowa has has a chance to run the table here and be the number 2 team in the West Division because you look at it right now Northwestern is 5 and 0, Wisconsin's 2 and 1, Iowa is 3 and 2. Purdue now 2 and 2 is now below Iowa because they missed a game. Minnesota at two and three, Nebraska at one and three, and uh, oh no, Illinois at two and three as well, and then Nebraska at one and three. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens next week with Iowa at Nebraska or at home against Nebraska. It it, it would take a pretty colossal, and, and we'll we'll just briefly here before we close, we'll take a look at the remaining schedule for Northwestern. So they're playing Michigan State. To me, that's a you know that's that's a grind out win. They're playing at Minnesota, could be interesting, but I think that's a probably a win. And then they close out the season at Illinois. I think Northwestern's going to go undefeated, and they're probably they're going to be in the top seven, and they'll play Ohio State, and they'll lose, and then they'll play in the uh, Rose Bowl or whatever against who cares, but. Really just a, a remarkable year by them. 
Hawks win 41-21 against Penn State. Big fourth quarter by that defense. I don't know how many yards uh, Penn State had in that fourth quarter, but they really put the clamps on them. And, I mean, when when the other team's leading rusher has four attempts for six yards, it's a pretty good sign. Pretty good sign that your defense and your defensive line, your your linebackers, your guys on the second and third level are doing what they need to do. They're playing disciplined football. They're getting into the backfield. They're doing what they got to do. Davion Nixon, have yourself a game. Chauncey Golston, have yourself a game. Got to love it. This was a fun one. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I will see with my work schedule what's going on. I will probably record a podcast on Wednesday. Uh, I might even do it on Tuesday. It's going to be kind of a weird week with Thanksgiving. Um, I'm, I'm also just completely overwhelmed at work right now. So uh, this, this is fun. I enjoy doing the uh, instant reactions. I enjoy doing the podcast. If you enjoy it too, uh, give me a subscription on wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, uh, follow me on Twitter at Hawkin Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Ryan Graham Comedy. And I will talk to you next week. Goodbye.